Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Alright guys, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode. So uh, last week I did a preview of my trial that was going on today. Um, I said on the last episode that I was going to have Brittany come in and do an episode with me, but you know what? She felt like the time's just not right, um, because we're right in the middle of the trial, and she said, you know what? Why don't you do this one on your own? So I said, alright, that's fine. I'll do it on my own. Um but it's a pretty funny day, and uh, I'm glad you guys are here to hear it. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, okay, let's get into it. So, a few days ago, uh, we received a letter from my Nexus lawyer. Uh, I talked about on last episode about how we had to swap evidence. The judge ordered for us to swap evidence within seven days of the last trial, which was back in the beginning of February. And so I talked about in the last episode about how um, I finally put together my evidence and I sent it to them in a Google folder and I labeled things out of order and I just sent it in, right? And so they got it. And so 48 hours before the trial today, we get a letter from my Nexus lawyer to the court, not even addressed to us, to the court saying he should not be allowed to have his evidence heard because he didn't get it in um by like the right time and Brittany's like are you kidding me like they're still putting on their case why would we just hand everything over and we did yeah it might be out of order but they're gonna have to do a little work I'm not here to put everything in a nice neat clean bow for them they gotta do some work and they were felt like they were above that so that's fine it's all good but um so they also asked for their witnesses to appear virtually. And I, back when I was pro se, I said, no, witnesses, I don't, I want all witnesses to be there in person um, because I just felt like there's, I don't know, it's just stronger having people there in person. They get a little more intimidated um, and they want their witnesses to appear in um, virtually. And that was part of the letter. So they said that my evidence shouldn't be heard. And also they want their witnesses to appear virtually. And we got a letter back from the court and they said, okay, the witnesses can appear virtually, but they didn't even address the evidence. I think the judge thinks she's full of shit. Um, and like I said, we're still put, they are still putting on their case. So we're still compiling evidence in regards to her case. It's crazy that like, what are they going to do? Like the they think the judge is going to be like, oh, you know, no, the truth can't be told because you don't have the defendant's entire case. Like that's just fucking ludicrous. But I think what happened is, if you ask my opinion, I think what they did is they took my evidence and it was out of order. And I think they started to put together 
the puzzle, right? Like if you start putting together a puzzle and you start seeing the picture that's forming, I think they got a little concerned and they said, oh shit, let me try and block this guy's evidence. And I cannot neither confirm nor deny that, but that's just my feeling on what happened. So anyway, um, so today was the court day and I get there and, um, you know, I let them know that I'm there and Brittany showed up shortly after. And um, so we get into the courtroom, but we started an hour and a half late and we only had from 1.30 to 4.30 and we didn't start until 3 p.m. So I was just frustrated because I'm like, well, how much is really going to get done today? You know, so um, so they bring my necks back up to the stand and she continues testifying as she did from uh, last trial. And the judge goes, let me catch you up on everything and where we left off last time. And the judge starts saying, uh, so where we left off was like an audio recording and there's notes in here that say jab, jab, jab. And he goes, I'm, I'm assuming that means, you know, actual physical jabs, not just like words. And we're like, no, no, your honor, that's, there's no physical violence in those audios. Like that is, and he goes back and reads, oh, he goes, oh, okay, I see. He goes, no, it's not physical violence. It's somebody saying jab, jab, jab. He goes, okay, fine. Um, and so my next continues to testify. And so what she brings in are text messages, our family wizard messages, and audio recordings. Okay. And the text messages, listen, I've said on this podcast, I am no saint, I am no angel, and it's just more nasty shit that I texted her. You're ugly, you're stupid, you're this, you're that, um, and just burying her, but it's not, it's not abuse, it's couples fighting, it's couples, we're getting divorced for a reason because we hate each other, and that's what it was. Um, so it's just more of the same, but the interesting thing is, at the top of the text messages had a date and the date on the top of the text messages were 11-9-2021. Okay. The reason that that's interesting is because the restraining order was filed on me on 10-30-2021. And these are dated 11-9-2021. So I look at Brittany and I go, well, that would have meant that I broke the restraining order. And you better believe that if I broke the restraining order, she would have you know, told on me in a second and there's none of that. So how could this, how could these text messages be from that time? Doesn't make any sense. So we continue letting her testify. And so, um, you know, it's just nasty text messages, nothing overly stressful. It's, you know, I'm telling you guys what I said. I said, nasty shit. And then she goes in our family wizard messages. Right. And so the Our Family Wizard messages, it was funny. Brittany said to me, she goes, I gotta say, not for nothing. He goes, you know, you're, you're, Brittany goes, you're a smart guy and your insults are actually really smart. The Our Family Wizard messages are nothing more than a couple that hates each other that is getting divorced for a reason. And both of us are not using Our Family Wizard the way it's intended to be used. It's just us fighting. And like, it's the stupidest thing. It's like, hey, can our son play football? And, you know, next thing I'll be like, yeah, what time is it? And it's like, well, you should know that because you're not an involved parent or something. Like, she just comes back and like stupid stuff. And like, it just goes on these whole long tangents in our family wizard. But Brittany goes, your insults are actually really funny because in our family wizard, I called her a narcissist. And not only did I call her a narcissist, but Brittany was laughing at this insult. 
I said, listen, at the end of the day, you're still a narcissist. I said, but at the end of the day, I escaped you and I escaped your abuse. And your punishment for the rest of your life is that you will be next from Pleasantville. And Brittany thought that was so poignant and funny because she's like, you're not cursing at her. You're not calling her names or anything. You're telling her that her punishment is she is who she is. I was like, this is the truth. Her punishment is she can't get away from her. She can't get away from herself. And that is her punishment for the rest of life. And you know what's funny? I know that landed because she's bringing it up in court as that was so hurtful. But it's the truth. And I know that that lands and I know I hurt her. So screw her. Um, <clears throat> okay. So uh, then they want to bring out an audio. Okay. An audio recording of, you know, us arguing in the home. Okay. And in the audio recording, um, well, so her lawyer starts playing an audio recording and about 30 seconds into it, I lean over to Brittany and I go, Hey, we heard this already. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like hundred percent positive. We heard this already. And she's like, okay. And I was like, whatever. And then all of a sudden my nexus lawyer catches on that we had heard this one already. And she pauses it and she goes, I apologize, your honor. I believe we've heard this one already. And the, the, the judge goes, oh, I just thought it was another day in paradise. That's what the judge said. And everybody in the courtroom laughed. Everybody in the courtroom was like, holy God, that was funny. Another day in Paris, including my next. Even she laughed because that's what we do. We argue. That's what we do. And um, so she goes, just give me a couple minutes to pull up the right recording. And so the, you know, her lawyer pulls up the right recording. And so it's my next. And she's in the bathroom in our marital home. And she's like, it's 11, 12 on Sunday morning and he's raging and he's calling me stupid and a bitch and this and that. And I'm going to go out there. So she walks in and it's funny just to piss me off. I, you know, all of our nexes have these little things that they do intentionally to irk us. And one thing I've never talked about on this podcast is that my necks will leave open like cabinet doors or dishwashers or stoves. Like, so she'll take out what she wants to take out and then she'll leave those cabinet doors open. So in this recording, you hear me like, close the cabinet, close the dishwasher, right? And, um, be oh, before she put on this recording, the, the, my next's lawyer said, have, has the defendant ever admitted to strangling you? And she said, yes. So they were playing this recording and it's me slamming doors and close the roof, close the refrigerator and close the, you know, she was just doing it because she knew she was recording and she was trying to piss me off. So. I don't know. We're just arguing about everything. And, and she and like Brittany and I talked about this last time. Like there was another recording where she's like, don't hit me. And I was like, I'm not hitting you. What are you talking about? You Like, I'm not even in the same room as you. Get the hell away from me. Like, you didn't just hit me right now. No, I didn't just hit you now. What are you talking about? So she says in this recording, she goes, you're telling me you don't strangle me. You're telling me you don't hit me. And I go, oh, a thousand percent. I strangle you every day. This is what I do. I strangle you. I just walk around strangling you in my free time. And I say it like super sarcastically. Um, and I actually remember this conversation because I don't know. I was just, yeah, sure. I'd scramble you. Like just fucking trying to be antagonistic back because she's fucking annoying. And so she tried to pass that on as like my admission of guilt. Right. So they play this and the judge goes, I don't hear an admission. I hear sarcasm. And I could have jumped over the table and hugged the judge. Thank you for understanding sarcasm. He goes, I don't hear an admission. I hear sarcasm and 
I just looked down at the table when he said that, but I felt so good. But it's funny, her lawyer represents allegations as facts. So her lawyer continues and goes, how did you feel when he admitted to strangling you? And I'm like, I didn't admit. And she goes, um, my next was, I was scared. And he's threatened to kill me. He's threatened to kill my family. And he's threatened to kill the kids to get back at me. And she said that and was crying on the stand and said, I've threatened to kill my children to get back at her. And I just sat in the chair and I just didn't move. But in my head, I'm like, wow, that is dark. That is like the equivalent of like saying like I molested my kids. Like that is fucking dark that you would sit up there and say that. And I love these kids and these kids love me. And it's just the fact that she would say that is so crazy. And then they kind of rested their case. They rested their case after a couple text messages, after a couple of our family wizard messages and an audio recording. And like they thought that like and the judge said, no, I hear sarcasm. So I was like, shit. So, um, you know, Brittany, it's Brittany's turn to cross examine. Now, keep in mind, we started an hour and a half late. We had a half an hour to cross examine. That's it. Um, but good stuff happened in that half an hour. So I mentioned on the top of the text messages that she showed, it said 11-9-2021, but I had the restraining order on me on 10-30-2021, okay? And so Brittany, you know, she starts off with the foundation questions, and I told Brittany, everything needs to lead back to Pleasantville because Pleasantville is a big part to play in this. You know, this is where the football practice happened. This is where she grew up. This is the where she works. This is where her parents are. Everything is in Pleasantville. So we have to, that has, that's like a big thing. And um, so she asked all those foundation questions and where do you work? Pleasantville, where do you live? Pleasantville, where'd you grow up? Pleasantville, where are your parents living? Pleasantville, all that kind of stuff, right? And um, she goes, okay, so... She goes, these text messages that you supplied the court with, she's like, the date at the top of these text messages says 11-9-2021. Is that correct? And next goes, yes, that's correct. And she goes, I see. And she goes, well, here's my confusion. She said, beyond your testi testimony um, and from these police reports, we have a pending restraining order on 10-30-2021. So had, if... These text messages came out on 11-9, then she must have, he must have broken the restraining order. And she goes, no, 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 no. She goes, I misspoke. These text messages are from 2020. And my lawyer goes, wait, you just said they were on 11-9. She goes, no, I misspoke. It was on in 2020. And she's like, I'm confused. And my next is like, no, it's in 2020. And so the judge goes, all right, let's just make sure we understand. So you testified that these, the date on this is correct. But now you're saying it's in 2020. And she's like, correct. I was incorrect. And the judge goes, what? Correct. You were incorrect. I don't even know what that means. Right. And I hope you're all laughing at this time. But when she said correct, I was incorrect. And the judge goes, what? Correct. And you were correct. I don't even know what that means. I scoffed and I go <laughs> like that. Right. And he turns, the judge turns very slowly and looks at me and points at me. He goes, do you want to get kicked out of here? You know what? Get out of my courtroom. And the judge kicked me out of the courtroom. And 
I was like, he made a joke. Remember he made the joke before about another day in paradise? And now he, he just goes, correct, incorrect. I don't know what that means. I thought he was choking. And the whole courtroom laughed at the last joke. <laughs> and now he made this joke and I thought it was a joke and I laughed. So he's like, get out of the courtroom. So I was like, oh, shit. So the police officer, they don't cuff me or anything, but they walk me out. And I look at the police officer. And I go, what am I in contempt of court? Now he made a joke. That's on him. It's not my fault. And he's like, no, no, no. He goes, listen, the, the judge goes, I mean, the uh, police officer, he goes, this happens all the time. He goes, don't worry about it. This happens all the time. He goes, I'm going to bring you to another room. He's going to make a statement like on the record about why he kicked you out. And he'll probably say a couple words. Then you're going to go back in. He's going to give you a tongue lashing and you're just going to move on. And I go, okay. So I wasn't there, but Brittany stayed. And Brittany said, when I left, the judge said, um, me scoffing is consistent with the nasty text messages I've sent and stuff. So, um... Uh, he said, let's see if he testifies and if that's if his testimony is consistent with the nasty text messages or something. Honestly, I when I walked out of that courtroom, number one, um, I wasn't worried, to be honest, because Brittany Parisi at a pretty Parisi law firm in New Jersey is the captain of this team. And I honestly said, listen, if I'm not there, I know she can still win it without me, honestly. And number two, the other thing I'm thinking, and I hope you're thinking too, is that the judge didn't want to come off as biased. I think he kicked me out because he was making an example that he's not biased. I don't think he was really mad at me. I think he was, you know, yelling at me not to scoff, but he made the joke. It's not my fault. He made the joke. So five minutes later, the police officer walks back in and he goes, the, you know, the judge goes, Mac, that behavior will not be tolerated. Do not let it happen again. I said, I understand you're sorry. You're, I said, I understand your honor. I am sorry. And he goes, don't be sorry. Just don't let it happen again. I said, I understand. So they move on. Um, and I don't know how that got resolved about the date of the text messages because I wasn't there. Um, I think Brittany basically said it was just like word salad and they just kind of moved on because it just already showed that like when you testified, you testified for one date and now you're going back and blah, blah, blah. Right. So the other thing is, as I said to Brittany, um, when it came to these audio recordings, I remember these audio recordings and they happened just days before I had left my home. But she's testifying that these audio recordings happened in 2020. So I said um, to Brittany, I said, you got to ask her where these recordings uh, happened. So, excuse me, Brittany says, uh, you know, she asks the next, she goes, um, so where were you when you started recording? And the next is like in the bathroom, right? And then she's like, okay. And then when you leave the bathroom, what do you walk into? And she goes, hallway. And she goes, okay. And then she's like, well, um, she's like, and this happened in your home in Pleasantville, right? And my next is like, no, in the prior home that we rented. And I was like, ah, shit. Like she caught, the next caught on to what Brittany was trying to do. So whatever, we kind of missed that opportunity. Um, but it's okay. So, uh, but we also said like, you know, was it possible that I was being sarcastic? And she's like, no, he really meant it because he's hit me so many times before and blah, blah. I never have. And she provided no evidence in her direct examination about physical abuse. Zero. Zero evidence of abuse. And Brittany actually, um, asked that she's like so how where did these texts come from and she's like so I screenshotted them and she's like 
So then my next testifies. She keeps upping the ante with just bullshit. Somehow, days before the first restraining order, according to her, I got a hold of her phone and I wiped her phone clean somehow. But I deleted text messages from her and two of her friends who had had the evidence that my next had been sending them over the years about my abuse. I don't know. If you guys aren't getting this right now, that's fine because it's not meant to be understood because my next doesn't make any sense. But, um, so I cleared her phone and I cleared the text messages of her friends that she was sending the abuse of over the years. And Brittany's like, so how did you get this stuff back? And they said, well, they airdropped it to me after the restraining order. And she's like, so they airdropped five text messages and four audios. And she's like, yes. And she's like, where's like, do you have any pictures of bumps or bruises? And she's like, it happens so often that, you know, uh, I don't have everything. She's like, you really don't have much. <laughs> like Brittany was like, yeah, really don't have anything. You have five text messages of nasty stuff and a couple of recordings, but the recordings aren't like me beating her. It's us screaming at each other and she's retorting. She's screaming back. It's not, it's not this one-sided thing. It's fucking bullshit. Um, and then she also goes, so your friends are the ones who airdrop this stuff back to you, right? And she goes, yeah. She goes, where are they today? And her lawyer objects and she goes, what does this have to do with anything? And he goes, well, what she's asking is how come your friends aren't here for you to testify? It's basically Brittany's way of saying you have no friends, you're full of shit and just stop. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, so my next was like staring daggers into Brittany Remember, I don't know if you remember from last episode, I said in last episode, I don't know how my next is going to react to being stuck. And the things that we talked about today were very tip of the iceberg, quote unquote, stuck. Like, you know, asking about the dates of the text messages and asking about the audio recordings and, you know, um, her friends and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's very tip of the iceberg stuck. But when... It comes to the real lies about, you know, did I strangle her and this and that? I mean, she's going to be really fucked when she sees the evidence. And the, the thing is, too, so she was talking about um, some of her friends that she had told about the abuse that, you know, had airdropped the pictures back to her and stuff. And she's like, oh, you know, I told this person, I told that person. And, you know, she said, I told them after the restraining order. And then my lawyer's like, Brittany goes what did you tell them before the restraining order? And she's like, well, I lied to them about the domestic abuse. And I told them that he was such a great guy and he was so loving and everything, but he was abusing me the whole time. So I lied to cover it up because I was brainwashed. And we're like, so, and then Brittany goes, oh, so you lied to your friends about domestic abuse. And she goes, yes. And we're like, okay, moving on. Like, just, we want to get in on the, on the last trial. She, she admitted to lying. And in this trial, she's admitted to lying on the stand. She's freaking crazy, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of it for the cross-examine. And, you know, I was really hoping and wishing for more, but we started an hour and a half late. And I told Brittany before this happened, I said, they are, because I knew we only had the afternoon, which was supposed to be from 1.30 to 4.30, but we started an hour and a half late. So it was only 3 to 4.30. I only had an hour and a half. And I told Brittany, I was like, they know this and they're going to filibuster. They're going to waste time and she's going to go on the stand and she's going to waste time. Um, so the judge kind of wrapped it up and he's like, I have another matter I have to tend to. And at that time, I grabbed out my notebook and I wrote a note to Brittany and I wrote expand parenting time. 
And uh, so when I wrote that, Brittany stood up and she goes, Your Honor, we'd like to expand the defendant's parenting time. And he's like, okay, what's your parenting time like now? And I said, well, right now I have Tuesday evenings for dinner and I was supposed to have Thursday too, but they won't let me. And then the judge goes, thank you, counsel. And I was like, kidding me. I was like, it was kind of a sarcastic throw, but it was kind of funny. Good for you for being sarcastic, man. I was like, but I can't laugh. Can't show emotion. And uh, he's like, and then what about weekends? I was like, well, we alternate Saturdays and Sundays, but I don't have overnights. And he's like, okay, and you want overnights? And I go, yes. And then, so the judge goes to them. He goes, do you object to the defendant having overnights? And her lawyer goes, yes, your honor. He goes, you know, he's abusive to the kids and they're pooping in their pants and they're regressing and all this stuff. And then the judge again goes, what are they throwing axes at each other in the living room? And I couldn't laugh. I couldn't fucking laugh. They're throwing axes at each other in the living room. He's like, why can't he have overnight stays with his kids? Right. And he goes, all right. He looks at me, he goes, I'm going to give you two choices. And I said, okay. He goes, either keep it the way it is and you alternate Saturdays and Sundays, or I'll give you overnights every other weekend starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday into 6 p.m. on Sunday. And I said, you know what? I'll take the overnights. And he's like, okay. And the thing that's hard about that is that I still only have my Tuesday dinner dates with them when I'm supposed to have Thursday too. So on the weekends that it's not my weekend, I got to go from Tuesday to Tuesday with them. But hopefully I can still have phone calls with them during the week. So that would kind of suffice for now. But um, I got overnights with my kids. So I just want to put this in perspective for you for a second. So last trial, you know, she, she threw out all these allegations about child abuse during the football practice gone awry. And um, the judge said in last trial, what you're describing is not child abuse. Now, on this trial, she alleges that I admitted to strangling her, and he said, I hear sarcasm, right? And the other thing is, is that she testified that I have threatened to murder my children, and then he gives me overnight stays. I don't care if he kicked me out of the courtroom or not. He ain't buying it, man. He's not buying it. I feel really good about it. Another win in court. And I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, So now at the time I'm recording this, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. It is, it's currently March 17th and my next court date is on April 14th. So it's like three and a half weeks away. So listen, I hope, I have this phobia that I really hope you guys aren't getting like sick of the hype and like you guys like Oh, I just want this thing to be done. And like, I hope you're not going to like drop out because it's going on forever. Listen, I feel the same fucking way, but like we all want my next to perjure herself. And I promise you it's coming. It probably would have happened today if we didn't start an hour and a half later. We would have had an hour and a half more to talk about perjury. Um, But she's going to be held in contempt of court. I have no doubt. I really have no doubt. It's only a matter of time. And, uh, Yeah, another win. I've never walked out of the courtroom without having another win. So I feel good about it. Um, You know, I'm I'm sorry it wasn't a longer episode, but you guys have all been invested in the story and you deserve to know what's going on. Um, And yeah, we'll we'll keep it going. Um, I wish you could see me right now. I'm just shrugging. I wish I wish there was more to tell, Uh, but it's not like a huge hype episode. But it was good. It was good. I walked out with a win. So. And 
just so you know, I have some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks um, that I think you guys are probably all follow on social media and stuff. So I think you'll be excited to hear them. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, I hope this episode was correctly incorrect. Um, until next time, everybody.